I am humbled when I'm reminded that He is here. I'm humbled to be reminded that He's in this place. Man, I'm glad to be saved this morning. Isn't it good to be here? Man, it's good to see a full house. It's good to see the visitors. Thank you. I know some of you drove a long way to be here, and I want to thank you for being here. I am so... uh, I was blessed by watching the Palmer family this morning, and what a blessing they were. And uh, I'll be honest, the more I've seen them grab instruments and everything, it just made me sick of how much talent they have. I, I can't play the radio without breaking it. So they, uh, the Lord has blessed them, and they're using their talents for the honor and glory of the Lord. And uh, to Him be all the honor and all the glory. Uh, the choir special was awesome, Miss Jennifer. Uh, wherever you went, there you are, wonderful. Man, I'm glad he's here this morning. I'm glad he's in this place. Let's stand. we got a meal waiting on us. We've got a lot of fellowship to do. But we're getting down to business now. We're going to get down to the Word of God, and I'm not going to keep you very long, but I do ask for your attention this morning. Luke chapter 15, we're going to start our reading in verse 12. Luke 15, verse 12, And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. And he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would have fain, excuse me, fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. And am no more worthy to be called thy son, and make me as one of thy hired servants. He arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, and had compassion, and ran, and fell on his neck, and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and in thy sight am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it. Let us eat and be merry, for this my son was dead, and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be married. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the reading of this word today. Lord, it's your word, it's not mine. Lord, I don't want to get it wrong, I don't want to mess it up. Lord, what you've made is so perfect, and what's so holy, Lord. And Lord, of all that's wrong in this world is us, it's not you. Lord, we need to apply this to our heart and life today. Lord, give me the grace that I stand in need of to preach your word. Lord, I want you to speak through me. They don't need to hear from me today. They need to hear from you today, Lord. Lord, I'll be careful with your word this morning. Lord, I pray that a soul would be saved today. Lord, I pray that somebody would come to know you as their personal Savior. And Lord, if there's somebody living outside of your will and your fellowship, Lord, Lord, I pray they'd come home today. Lord, I pray they'd come home to your loving, tender care this morning. I love you and I praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you on the subject of what the son found at the father's house. What the son found at the father's house. We find in Luke chapter 15, three parables here. 
And these three parables have a thing that we will look at, but it is all about being found. Now, the two applications here is that this is, uh, could apply to somebody that has been saved before, and they lived in the fellowship with the Father, uh, and they walked with the Lord, and at one time they got out of fellowship with Him, and now they're living out of fellowship, and the Lord, the Father, is wanting them to come home. Aren't you glad the Father is wanting us to come home? The other application here of these three parables is the whole theme of this is on lost things. If you're here today and you've never been saved, you need to be saved. Because what I find when I look at these, I'm reminded in this chapter that God is not willing that any perish. And I'm glad that God is willing to go far and wide so that one person can be brought into the family of God. The Bible said He's willing to leave 99 to go get one sheep. It's amazing to me how much one single soul means to the Lord. I want you to know that every soul in the face of this earth is precious in the eyes of the Lord. I want you to know that God's not willing that any perish, but every one of us would seek repentance and be saved today. I want you to know that God will do anything for us to be saved. If you're lost, you need to be saved. If you're saved and out of fellowship with the Father, I want to encourage you to come home today. As we look at this parable, we talked about last Sunday night a parable. And if you remember, a parable is simply a physical story that has a spiritual application. And the physical story here is simply a father with two sons. And one of the sons got everything that he wanted and what he needed and thought that he was old enough to make it on his own. He thought the grass was greener on the other side. And he went to his father one day and said, Father... I'm big enough, I'm man enough, I'm old enough, I can do it all on my own now. I don't need anything else from you. You give me my inheritance, and I will leave, and I'm going to go out on my own. And the story goes that when he got out on his own, the grass was not greener on the other side. And he got there, and he ended up living in the whole pen of sin. He lost everything to this old world. I want you to know the world will take everything from you today. This world does not love you as much as you think it does this morning. I want you to know that the grass is not greener on the other side. And he said, uh, you know, I've got to go out and I've got to live. I've got to be my own man. And he did, and he lost it all. And I love what the Bible said in verse 17, and when he came to himself. I'll tell you what, there's a time in our life that we need to come to ourselves. There's a time in our life when we live in this old world and we're living, and we think the grass is greener on the other side, and we think we can make it in this whole world without God, friend, it's not possible. It's not possible. And the Bible said when He came to Himself, I remember the day that I came to myself, and I realized that I could not make it without God, that I could not make it without Jesus, that I needed Him. There's a time that I was saved, and I was living out of fellowship with the Lord, and I left the Father's house. I thought I could make it on my own. And boy, I found myself in the whole pen of sin. And I'm thankful for the day that I came to myself and said, You know what? I need to go home. I remember growing up in West Monroe, Louisiana, 16, 17, 18 years old. I thought my dad was a nut. I thought my mom had lost her mind. I didn't think they knew anything because I was becoming a man. Man, I knew how to live. I knew what I needed. I knew what I needed to do. And my parents were in the way. I'll never forget the desire that I wanted to leave that house. I said, boy, if I ever get out of this house, I'll have it made. I'll be out on my own. Boy, I found out the hard way. The grass is not greener on the other side. 
It's something else when you leave Mama's table and you go to your own table. You ain't got nothing but Vienna sausage and ramen noodles to eat. I tell you what, it's amazing. You get out there and you live at home and you live there with the benefits of living with the father and the mother and you don't even realize all the benefits there are by living with your earthly father and your earthly mother until you leave. And when you leave, you realize the grass wasn't greener on the other side. You realize that you had it good back at the house. And even, I'm 32 years old, and when I go home to West Monroe, Louisiana, I'll tell you what, there's no place like home. Amen? There's no place like home because when you're at home, you get to live under the benefits of being in that home, of being part of that family. Let me tell you something, child of God. There's benefits by being in fellowship with God the Father. There's benefits by being saved. And I want you to know that I'm thankful for salvation today. And I'm glad that when God saves us, we can enjoy the benefits of being saved. So what was it today that he found at the Father's house? And I want you to think about this, that he had it before he left it, okay? It was there all the time. He was living in the benefits of being in the Father's house, but he thought he didn't need the Father anymore, and he said, I'm going to go. And finally, he came to himself. Let me tell you something. If you're going to come to yourself, and you're going to come back home, and you're going to get back in fellowship with God today, let me tell you something. You're going to have to do it by repenting of your sins. You're going to have to do it by turning from your evil and wicked way. Let me tell you something. God wants us all to be saved. He wants us all to live in His fellowship, but we must do it His way. And His way is repentance. His way is turning away from that sin and going home into His fellowship. So here the Son said, I'm going home. I'm going home. Could you imagine the mind? Could you imagine the heart? I imagine His mind was racing. I imagine the thoughts was going through. What, what is it going to be like when I get back home? Oh, the Father may not accept me. Oh, the Father may not want me back. Oh, man, I did bad, I did wrong. What was it going to be like when I get back to the house? I want you to notice this verse. I want you to notice, number one, that He found a reception. It says in verse 20, And He arose and came to His Father. But when He was yet a great way off, His Father saw Him and had compassion and fell on His neck and kissed Him. Oh, I find a reception here. I find that He was received... By the Father. Boy, I imagine in his mind the old devil gets, Oh, boy, you go home the way you treated them, they'll never take you back. The Father will never let you come back home. And I imagine those thoughts was going through his mind, but he had no idea that the Father was sitting on the edge of his chair, sitting out there looking through his window, waiting for the day that the Son would come back home. Let me tell you something. The Father didn't leave the Son. The Son left the Father. And I want you to know that when the Son left, the Father was in the same place, doing the same thing, and He was sitting there waiting for the Son to return. Boy, aren't you glad that God waits on us? Aren't you glad that He's long-suffering, that He's merciful, that He's graceful today? I want you to know that if you're out of fellowship with God, there's a Heavenly Father that's waiting for you to come home. There's a Heavenly Father that loves you with all of His heart, What made him wait? What made him watch? Because he loved his son. And there is nothing that broke his heart more than his boy going out in this old world. Let me tell you something. You think your decisions just affect you, you're wrong. And if you decide today that you don't need God anymore, I won't tell you you're not disturbing anybody more than the Lord. 
Because God gets stirred up when we leave His fellowship. The Father gets stirred up when we think we can do it without Him. Friend, may I tell you that we can't do it without Him. Why was the Father sitting there? Why was the Father waiting? Because He loved Him. He loved Him. I'll tell you, I've been a sorry earthly son. I've been a sorry son to Jeff and Ann Llewellyn. There's times that I deserve to be beat. I, I was beat a few times. But I deserve the worst of the worst of the worst. But no matter how bad it was, Mom and Daddy was always there waiting on me. Always wanting me to come back. And isn't that how our Heavenly Father is today? He loves us so much. And He's seen His Son and He took off running. Oh, I imagine the thoughts through the boy's head. What is He going to say? What is He going to do? And He come running out. And he threw his arms around him. And he hugged him and he kissed him and he embraced him. I want you to know that day the Father embraced the Son. Because of His compassion, because of His love, He looked past the filthy rags that He had on His body. He looked past the smell that was coming from this boy. This boy had been living in a hog pen, may I remind you. May I tell you, he had these old, these old rags on. And the Father said, come on. And he received the Son as he was. If y'all can't amen that, something's wrong with you. Boy, everybody thinks, well, if I clean up, I can be saved. Friend, you get saved first, and then the Father will clean you up. And he received him. He had these dirty rags. He had this stink coming from him. I'm telling you, he'd been living with a bunch of pigs, and here he comes in, and the Father didn't care. And he wrapped his arms around him, and he embraced him, and he loved on him, and he kissed him. May I tell you, there's nothing like being wrapped up by the arms of an Almighty God. There's nothing like being received by the Father when we're out in sin, when we're lost, and we come to this place of salvation and restoration. Oh, it's so great that we are received by the Father. I've heard if I go to church, I won't be received there. I won't be received there, friend, at Promised Land. I, I think everybody's received. If they'll take me, they'll take anybody. If they'll take bull whales, they'll take anybody. Amen. Man, I'm telling you, but above us, above promised land, above Hamburg, there's a Father in heaven that wants to receive you. And He will receive you. You say, oh, preacher, my life. Oh, preacher, my rags. Oh, preacher, my clothes. Oh, preacher. Listen, I'm glad God looks past that. I'm glad God looks over that. When we come to ourselves and say, I want to go home, He'll take us home. He'll take us home. Oh, I'm glad He let me come home. I'm glad He embraced me. And He just kisses us. He just holds us. He just hugs us. Oh, isn't it sweet? Isn't it sweet to get back in fellowship with the Father? Oh, isn't it sweet to have that peace that passeth all understanding? Oh, isn't that sweet to allow that sweet Holy Spirit to embrace us, to comfort us? This son hadn't felt comfort like that in a long time. May I tell you, if we're living outside of the Father's will, we hadn't felt that kind of comfort in a long time. Come home this morning, and I promise you'll be received. Oh, I can't go home. I can't go home. I will be denied. Friend, you won't be denied. The Father will receive you. I want you to notice verse 21. If you're with me, say amen. Not only did He find a reception, but He found a restoration. Notice here verse 21, And the Son said unto Him, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and in thy sight am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the Father said to the servants, Bring forth the best robe, put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes 
on his feet. When this man went back to the father's house, he was restored. When he got back in fellowship with the father, those things that he had lost are now restored unto him. You see, he took his inheritance, if y'all remember. And he wasted all of that substance on righteous living. He spent everything he had. And he thought when he got back to the Father's house, he wouldn't have anything left. And he was just going to have to come back, not as a son, but as a servant. But when you go back to the Father's house, not only are you received, but you are restored. You are restored. And this is what he said. He said, get these old rags off of my son. This isn't a servant. This is my son. Take these rags off of him and put on him this new robe. Man, I'm glad that when we come with these filthy garments, God gives us something new to put on. Amen? And hey, he's not, he's not an old hired servant. He's not an old slave. This is my son. Take these old filthy rags off him. Take these rags off him. I'm going to restore him. I'm going to put him, uh, give him a new robe, some new clothes. Well, I'm glad today that I got saved, that I got a new song, that I got a new life. I got everything new. Amen. When you get saved, when you get in fellowship with the Father, new, 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 all them old robes they won't do anymore. Friend, you can't live in the Father's house with those old rags on. Amen. You can't live in the Father's house and fully be restored with those old rags in old rags on. A lot of people say, well, I'm just going to go my way, friend. You don't come your way. You come the Father's way. And when you come His way, He will restore you, and you must lay those sins down to the side, and you must allow Him to give you that new garment. Let Him let him love on you. Let Him embrace you. Let Him change you today. And now what it's about being saved is getting changed. That's what happened. This man got a change when he got back to the Father's house. There's too many Christians running in and out of the church house never getting changed. There's too many people claiming to get saved and there's never any change. When you get to the Father's house, you're required to change your clothes. May I tell you, as a child of God, we are required to change our life. God will change you. He will restore you. He said, take that, them old rags. Aren't you glad God forgave every one of those sins that you've ever committed? He said, take them all. I'm going to give him something brand new. This is what he said. He said, put a ring on his finger. This ring on the finger spoke to the authority of the Father. Every time that somebody seen this ring, it, it brought their minds back to the authority of the Master. The Master of the house, that ring, and whoever wore this ring had the same authority the Father did, and he lived in the privileges of being in the Father's house. And so everywhere he went, people respected him. People looked up to him. And he could do basically anything he wanted because he had a ring. He had that authority. He had the blessings of living in the Father's house. Let me tell you something. Not only do you get restored spiritually, but friend, I want you to know the blessings that come along with that restoration. He said, listen, you're in my house now. You're going to live by the blessings of being in the Father's house. May I tell you, there's a lot of blessings involved in being in fellowship with God the Father. May I tell you, there's a lot of blessings. I get to live by the promises of heaven. Let me tell you something. This old world ain't going to last forever. If you think it is, you're in a fairy tale this morning. This old world's going to end one day. There's a place called heaven and there's a place called hell. And I'm living by the promises that according to the blood of Jesus, one day when I close my eyes, I know that I know that I know I'm going to spend eternity with a holy and righteous God. Friend, I want you to know there's benefits. 
by living in the Father's house because you live in the blessings, you live in the promises, you get to enjoy your inheritance. We're joint heirs with Christ. We've got a lot. We've got a lot when we get to the Father's house. We've got a lot waiting on us. We've got a lot there that we can use and apply to our life. Man, you out, out of the will of God, you're living your own life. I don't need God anymore. I've said it. I don't need Him anymore. I'll do what I want to do. You lose all those blessings. May I tell you, there's blessings by living in the Father's house. There's blessings by being in fellowship with the Lord. And the third thing He said, He said, put a new robe on Him. He said, put the, uh, put the ring on His finger. And He said, put shoes on His feet. You see, only slaves walked around barefooted. And this man, when he came back, this boy came back to the Father's house. With shoes. He didn't even have any shoes. He looked like a slave. Friend, I want you to know this old world will cost you far more than you're willing to pay. It'll take you a lot farther than you're willing to go. And when he left the house, he lost everything. And when he returned, the father said, This isn't a slave. This is my son. Put shoes on his feet. Let me tell you something. When you get back to the father's house, you get fully restored. I remember a story. A woman one time had an affair. Very faithful to church. She sang in the choir every time. She sang specials about every two or three weeks. And she messed up. She uh, she gave in to the temptation. She had to pay the consequence. She come before the local church one day and she apologized for the shame that she brought. She got right with the families involved. She got right with God. She got right with this. And then that very next Sunday, she sat on the pew. The very next Sunday, she sat on the pew. After about two months, the preacher went to her and said, What are you doing sitting out here? And she said, Well, preacher, I messed up. I can't go up there in the choir anymore. I can't go up there and sing anymore. He said, Why not? She said, I messed up. He said, But we forgave you. We forgave you. Well, preacher, I still messed up. He said, we forgave you. And we put it behind us. If we didn't want you up there singing, that meant we wouldn't forgive you. You're forgiven. Get up there and go to singing. Now I remind you, when you go back to the Father's house, you get forgiven. And when you get forgiven, you don't partially get restored. You don't come back in the Father's house just to sit on the pew. Amen? You come all the way back in. You're fully restored. You're fully repaired. You're fully changed. Friend, I want you to know that He received all the benefits now of being the Son of the Father. May I remind you who you are, child of God. You're a child of the King. Ain't that good? And I want you to know that when we live in His fellowship and in His embrace, oh boy, what a restoration. What a restoration. I'm glad He can take anybody. I'm glad He can take anybody. Notice what He said in verse 19. He said, No more worthy to be called thy son. No more worthy. He said, Make me as one of thy hired servants. He said, I'm not worthy to be called his son. May I tell you, I'm not worthy to be a preacher. Hello? Are you all awake? I'm not worthy to be saved. I'm not worthy of all these blessings and benefits of living in the Father's house. I'm not worthy, but bless God, it's not based on my worth. Amen? That the blessings of the Father's house is not based on me, but it's based upon Jesus Christ and Him alone. 
My benefits of being in the Father's house are not based upon my works, but it's based upon the finished work of Jesus Christ at Calvary. Well, I'm not worthy of living in the Father's house. Well, join the club. Amen. Ain't nobody in this place worthy. Nobody's worthy. But that's where the love of the Father comes in. That's where the grace of God comes. I love where Paul said, where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. There's a lot of sin in this room. I'm going to call it out. There's a lot of sin. I can turn the other way. I can turn the other cheek. But the reality of it is, there's a lot of sin sitting in this room. But bless God, Brother Allen, as much sin as in this room, there's enough grace from an Almighty God to take every sin and cast it into the sea of forgetfulness. I want you to know the grace of God is able. The grace of God is capable. The grace of God has the authority to take every sin you've ever committed in your life and cast it as far as, as the sea is west of the east, whatever that verse is, you know what I'm talking about. He can cast into the sea of forgetfulness. Amen. He can get rid of it. He can get shed of it. He can take away the remembrance of it today. I'm not worthy. You're not. Oh, but He is. It's not because of me. It's because of Him. This young boy found a restoration. I want you to notice this. Verse 23. He said, Bring hither the fatted calf and kill it. Let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. They began to be merry. He found a reception. He found restoration. And he found rejoicing. I want you to know when he got home, there was happiness. There was joy in the father's house. That day, the prodigal come home. I want you to know today, There'd be a lot of joy in this house if an old sinner gets saved. You won't see a bunch of people get excited. Oh, preacher, I just can't walk that aisle and get saved. You don't have to walk the aisle and get saved. You can get saved where you are. But may I remind you that getting saved is in order in this place. (laughs) Getting right with God is in order in this place. Getting right with the Lord and living in the full fellowship of the Lord is in order in this place. Oh, if I walked out, somebody's going to laugh at me. Ain't nobody going to laugh at you. I promise you. You want to see a bunch of people rejoice, get saved today. You want to see a bunch of people rejoice, get right with the Lord today. Come home. He said, give him the fatted calf. The, the one and the only fatted calf. Oh, what a celebration. I believe this father was getting ready. I believe this father knew that one day his son was going to come home. And he had all the preparation ready. So that when he came in the door, they could be married and they could rejoice in the Lord. Man, I'll tell you what, there's not a happier day than when an old sinner gets saved. There's not a better day, Brother Chris. Sunday night was awesome, brother. Man, it blessed my heart. See this grown man humble himself and say, Lord, I'm lost. Oh, Lord, I need to be saved. And to see the joy that swept over his life. There's nothing like living in the Father's house. There's nothing like going home, is it, Brother Chris? There's nothing like it in all the world. You wanna you wanna be happy? You wanna you wanna have joy? Get to the Father's house. That's where true joy is found. You wanna get married, you wanna have a party? Let me tell you something. This whole world don't know how to throw a party. Bunch of sinners repent and get right. You won't see a party. In heaven, they're rejoicing. 
The Bible said in heaven the angels are rejoicing and they're singing and shouting over one sinner that repents and gets right with God. Not only is this church wanting you to come home, but there's a heavenly Father with His arms wide open. And I can just picture the angels on the edge of their seat waiting in anticipation. You know, I believe they like to sing. (laughs) Hello? I believe they like to rejoice. We're scared to death to get happy in Jesus. They're not. (laughs) They're, they're, They're sitting there with Him. And they're waiting for us to get right. They're waiting for us to be saved. And more than all, the Father is waiting on us. How do we get to the Father, preacher? Through the Son. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes unto the Father but by me. Brother Norman, you come. We're going to prepare for a hymn of invitation. And while we prepare for this hymn, I want to encourage you that if you are not saved today, would you be saved this morning? You may not know the answers. You may not know what to do. But I'm going to be standing up here, and I'm going to invite you to walk this aisle. Let me show you how to be saved. May I tell you that there will be shouting in this place over one sinner that gets saved. There will be excitement and joy in this place, but not just here, but in heaven. I want you to know God is calling you to be saved. Child of God, you thought the grass was greener on the other side. You're wrong. I was wrong. The grass is not greener on the other side. This world, this world does not bring you what living in the Father's house brings you. It never will. Child of God, we need to go home today. We need to get back to the Father. We need to repent of our sins. And as that old father was looking out that window, waiting for the son to come home, Lord, have mercy. God is in heaven waiting for us. He done sent you His Holy Spirit to convict you. He done sent His Holy Spirit to tell you that you're wrong. To tell you it's time to get right. And there He is, arms wide open. Arms wide open. I'll never forget one night in Western Road, Louisiana. Doing things I shouldn't have done. And I sinned against my home. My earthly home. My earthly parents. And I messed up bad. And I'll never forget the West Monroe Police Department calling my dad and said, you better come get him right now. And when they said dad, I just broke down. They said, your mom and daddy's coming. I said, oh, call anybody. Don't call them. <laughs> Scared me to death. And I just broke down. Oh, Lord, what have I done to my parents? Oh, Lord, oh, they're going to kill me. My dad's going to kill me. Officer, don't leave me. Protect me. He's going to kill me. He didn't kill me. And he come in with the biggest tears I've ever seen on his face. And he embraced me. He knew I messed up. I knew I messed up. I was waiting for that scolding. I was waiting for that wolf brother Jason. But it wasn't there. He said, come home. Mama's crying. I thought, oh, Lord, I'm going to give her a heart attack. And I, I just about did. But she just kissed me, embraced me. Oh, son, I love you. Brother Allen, I wasn't worthy of that. I wasn't worthy. I didn't deserve what they gave me. And I apply that to my relationship with my Heavenly Father. I'm not worthy. 
But oh, He's long-suffering. Oh, His mercy's great. And oh, we think the devil tells us He won't receive you. He said, yeah, it will. He's got His arms wide open. And He's sitting out that window and He's waiting. And He's watching and He's convicted. Would you come this morning? Would you come and get in fellowship with the Lord? Hey, grass not greater on the other side. That's all right. Come to yourself today. Come to yourself and say, Lord, I'm ready to come home. But you can't come home on your terms. You got to go home on His terms. Amen. You got to do it God's way. God's way is repentance this morning. You must repent of your sin. Let's stand. What page is that, Brother? Heaven number 113. 113. These altars are open. The invitation is extended. Would you come home? Come this morning.